0: This is a show for people with awful parents, abusive, narcissist parents that look perfect to the rest of the world. We don't get to pick our parents, but we can pick ourselves up, arm ourselves with knowledge, and burn brightest of them all. There are no bad kids here on the You Deserved Better podcast. And now your host, Mama Didn't Love Him, the other sons. Welcome, you miserable ingrates. Welcome to the You Deserve Better podcast. I am your host, The Other Son. Let's get started with our water break, of course. You remember our water break. Today I'm modeling this lovely sippy cup Mm. from a dear, dear friend of mine. Mm. I suspect they sell a lot of these cups for wine, by the way. Sorry, those of you listening on the audio podcast, you don't get to see my lovely sippy cup today. Um, I was thinking about... The things that are better from the last episode. So if you're binge watching, it's the part you just watched, where I was talking about uneven relationships in my past. And uh, recently I happened upon the classic gangster flick, Goodfellas, which I'm going to assume we've all seen, and if you haven't, (laughs) get out there, it's one of the greats. Uh, But there's a scene in there, you may recall, where this older gangster comes into this bar, uh, he's been out of town for a while, and uh, Tommy, Joe Pesci, who won the Oscar, by the way, for that movie... um, is in the bar. And the older older gangster, the old head comes in. And he's like, "Oh, hey, here's Tommy. Tommy here used to shine my shoes. He was the best in town. We called him Spit Shine Tommy." And Tommy says, "Hey, uh, no you've been out of town for a while, so maybe you ain't hoyd, but I don't shine shoes no more." Older gangster's like, "Is that right?" Tommy's like, "That's right." And what's the older gangster say? "Get your bleepin' shine box." All hell breaks loose. What's happening here? Well, The gangster, the relationship is, he's used to looking down on Tommy, literally, as Tommy's shining his shoes. But Tommy very generously gives the gentleman an opportunity here to maintain the relationship. But he's got to adjust his boundaries. He's got to see Tommy as a man now, see Tommy as an equal. What's the guy say? Get your shy box. He's never going to see Tommy as an equal. He's always going to see Tommy as that kid shining his shoes. So Tommy's got to do what he's got to do. Goes no contact, Stop sending holiday cards. Like I'm a clown, I abuse you. Narcissists like to hide behind their words, but we see through all that right here on Words Matter. Words matter, words matter, words matter, matter, words Words matter. So many times in my life, too many account, I tried to broach the topic of our relationship with my mother. Um, I would always try to do so very delicately from a distance, you know, dropping gentle hits, trying to coax her, in that direction, but the moment she figured out what it was I really wanted to talk about, the jig was up, and the hammer came down. Oh, for God's sakes. Like a game show buzzer going off. You lose. Oh, for God's sakes. That again. Those four words. A dagger through my heart. A nail in the coffin of our relationship for years and years and years. Oh, for God's sakes. That again. Why are you always trying to Bring up the past. Oh, for God's sakes. I'm not going to talk about that. There's, there's no problem here. The only problem is you try to talk about the past. Oh, for God's sakes. It was, it was like her catchphrase on a sitcom. Oh, that again. Oh, for God's sakes. <laughs> and with that one phrase, she just brushed aside all my pain as if it didn't exist. Oh, for God's sakes. As if I was bringing up something as trivial as, oh, last night's baseball score. Denied again. And I always blame myself. I always came away from this thinking, oh, I just, I must have not said it right. I must have just not had the right choice of words. I got to figure out how to just say it super sensitive so as to not upset her and bother her with something so trivial. Of course, now I understand that uh, she realized this wasn't a small trivial thing. This was a big thing, and that was exactly why she didn't want to talk about it. Those four words were no accident. Those four words were her invalidation technique. It was just a reliable button she could push to make all my pain disappear. And not only that, I believe it to be a defense mechanism as well. My mother, I'm sure, when she tried to show emotion as a young child, as a little girl, that was stomped right down by her authoritarian father. And so you learn to associate fear with emotion. And when you start to get close to emotion, it's like a fear reaction, like like, like pulling your hand back from a hot pan. Oh, for God's sakes. Oh, You almost made me feel something there. Oh, for God's sakes. That was, that was very close to emotion. Um, when I had my awakening a couple of years ago, water break, water break. I realized that not only did my mother have this invalidation technique whenever I tried to talk to her, but also my brother. Whenever I tried to come to him with something, he had an invalidation technique too. But uh, this, this doesn't translate so well for the audio-only podcast. Sorry, listeners-only, but on the video, I'm going to make my, my brother's invalidation technique. It's this. So I'm making this, this, this very obnoxious smirk with my face, and I'm shrugging my shoulders with my palms up in this in this very unmistakable, condescending expression that says, what am I supposed to take that seriously? Uh, Am I supposed to take that seriously? Um, (laughs) You know, I'll bet he doesn't even realize that he's doing it. But I'll bet the other people in his office know he does it. Does your family invalidate you? Do they have a go-to phrase or gesture? Tell us about it. Operators are standing by. Give the show a call at 800-675-1103, leave us a message, and I might use it on a future show. 800-675-1103. They say you got to repeat something three times to remember it. 800-675-1103. Today, I want to talk about something that's not actually what I planned on talking about today, it's sort of a last-second jump-in topic, and... It's not entirely. It might be a little off topic. It's not entirely related specifically to estrangement, but it's something I think is relevant for people going through tough times, and I think a lot of us are going through tough times. Ah, water. I want to talk about what it means to me to be a good listener. When my wife died, a little over four years now, a lot of people said, hey, if you need someone to listen, I'm a good listener. If you want to talk, I can listen. And boy, did I need to talk. I had a lot of feelings. I had a lot of feelings I needed to let out there, like a volcano just. So I reached out to some of these people and I learned something. I learned that most people, including myself, were not good listeners. In fact, most people, I found, didn't realize the difference between listening and having a conversation. I would be talking and whenever I would pause to you know, collect myself for a moment, like the other person would jump in with some story about, oh, you know, I, I, I had an uncle whose wife died and blah, blah, blah. Or, or I had someone who actually said, you know, I, I know how you feel uh, a little bit. I mean, I, I went through a tough divorce, so I, I kind of can relate. Oh my goodness. You know, and I just, I, I would have to say to these people, look, just, just stop talking. Just no, be quiet. Just, just, when a problem comes along, you must zip it. And then I would talk more. And the next time I'd pause, Boom, they jump right in again. They couldn't stop themselves. I have to keep saying, stop talking, stop talking. Just, I need you to listen. And then what happens? Well, eventually, they're getting upset with me. They're cranky with me. Their ego is wounded because I don't want to hear them talk. And so I came to them because I need to release this pain about my grief. And instead, I'm having an argument with them because they're cranky with me because I won't let them talk. So as a result of this experience, it changed how I listen to people. So if you come to me, And you need someone to listen. Here's what I'm going to do. I am going to let you know I'm there and I'm ready. And then I'm going to, I'm going to put you up on a pedestal. Because this is not a conversation where it goes back and forth both ways. This is a one-way conversation. So you are up on that pedestal, and I'm going to let you know I am here. I am ready to receive. Just lay it on me. Testify. And then that's it. And then I don't say anything after that. If you pause to collect yourself, you need to, to weep, to think, to just breathe. Hey, relax, man. It's cool. You know, We can leave those open spaces there. I think oftentimes we're a little anxious and we need to fill every, every empty space with some sound, with our own voice, to say something. we got to say something to make ourselves feel less awkward. But no, you can have that breathing space. Just, just let them talk. I'll tell you some things I, I might say. I might say, like, hey, I'm here. Just some reinforcement. I might say something like, gee, that sounds tough. I mean, if that sounds tough, that's a true statement. But I'll tell you some things I won't say. I will not tell you. I know how you feel. Oh, I pity the fool who said that to me when I was in my darkest times. Oh, really? You can relate to this. Explain to me how. Something else I won't tell you for sure is that everything's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. Things will come around. Oh, someone said that to me in my my worst times. <laughs> Pull up a chair, Pollyanna. <laughs> you just stepped on a landmine. Let's take that apart a little bit. Things are going to get better. Where are you getting this information? By what mechanism is my life going to turn around? Please, really, inform me. Those are things I will definitely not say. I feel like people often just spit out these rehearsed phrases without even thinking about what the words really mean. Just, oh, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. You know, Your parents did the best they could. They don't think about it. They just say these things they're rehearsed to say, and it's a you know, it's something that I'm sure I did, too, and I'm trying to get away from. <laughs> One thing I for sure will not do, 100%, is I will not give any sort of advice or opinion unless I'm asked. Unsolicited advice is always criticism. Wait a minute. That can't be. That can't be. And I was the same way. When I first heard that, I thought, wait, but I'm just, I'm just trying to be helpful. But the more I thought about it, nope. 100%. Unsolicited advice is Criticism. Always. So I will definitely not give you that. I try to be the listener that I needed in those dark days, and I'm still working on it, but I'm getting better. We deal with heavy topics on this show, but we don't have to wallow in the mucky muck. We always close on an up note with things that are better. Things that are better. Things that are better. Mm. Mm. Caught me in my water. Let's talk about this. For those of you listening, I'm sorry again to leave you behind, I'm flashing my lovely black fingernails at the camera. By the way, if you are listening, this is just all the more reason you should watch the video instead, because you know, you never know. You might think these nails look so great on me that they are part of some long-established look of mine, but you would be mistaken. Up until just a few months ago, I'd never tried this before. I thought about it. I always thought it would look cool, but you know, I, mean, I remember back in the 90s seeing Billy Joe Armstrong wearing that. I thought, that looks cool. I want to try that sometime. But... Years and decades, and I never did, never made it a priority. It was always, well, I'm sure there'll be some time, some occasion that I'll do it, but, but just put it off. Then, uh, you know, now I realize, of course, why. It's because deep down I was always still trying to earn mother's approval, still trying to fill the role of that mythological good boy. And now, now that I'm free of that, a few months ago I was uh, clearing some things out of the house and I came upon a bottle of my late wife's nail polish. I'm not very good at it yet, and I'm still learning how to do it, but that's okay. But I think they look great, and I love it. Um, And this is just one example. I'm experiencing explosive growth in all areas of my life, like a force of nature previously held back and now just bursting forth like a raging river overspilling its banks. I, I frankly have no idea where this is all headed, but I know it's somewhere good. It's somewhere gooder than where I was. I got to tell you, it's kind of exciting. This is the person I was supposed to be. Uh, my taste in music has changed. My taste in movies have changed. I, I care for violence much less now. I love Sailor Moon. I, I've become more gentle. I feel like I've become more positive. And that is really the best word I can use to describe it. I I can truly say I don't really care what other people think anymore. I mean, I do a tiny bit. I'm still human. But now I think it's like a normal amount, not like begging for approval all the time. These changes on the surface, they feel to me like they're bubbling up from this deep, deep well. They're, they're bubbling up from this same deep place where all that conflict and pain used to bubble up. It's, it, it feels like a process of, of the body, like like pushing out an infection, pushing out all this septic toxic stuff and just just being able to breathe cleanly behind this. It feels like for the first time, comfortable in my own skin.
1: Jean, Jean, like a machine.
0: Blue jean. I didn't forget. Blue Jean. Coming up on our next episode, Mother's I Love You. Oddly unsatisfied. Grace in the business office, by the way, she was out of town for a few days. Conference with interested parties in Zurich, but she'll get back to you straight away. Email the show, UDV Podcast Rules at Gmail. Facebook group, YouTube channel, like, share. We are live worldwide. Leave no bad parent behind. I am the other son, and until we meet again, let them burn their eyes on you.